0: Probably one of the things that surprises people most, who I meet along the way on this trip and get to talk to them about this trip, is the fact that I still am so afraid every day. We're on a mission from God. Oh my God, okay, it's happening. All right, Buster, what do you do? I get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing people react in ways that perhaps they didn't expect to react. So when you give someone what they expect, they react in a certain way, and that's okay. But when you give them a surprise, the reaction, whether it's joy, whether it's pure surprise, whether it's confusion, whatever it might be, I love it. So when people ask me, but aren't you afraid? But doesn't this, as I say in Spanish, pero ese... Viaje no te da miedo. This trip doesn't give you fear. And I say, me da miedo cada dia. It gives me fear every single day. And that's the truth. The truth of it is, I don't care that I have traveled 13,000 kilometers through, I don't even know, eight, nine countries, uh, now onto a new continent all by motorcycle, all with broken Spanish at the beginning and now less broken but still not perfect Spanish, in cultures that I don't understand, in worlds that I don't understand, without years of preparation, without years of training, without even really understanding how to fix my motorcycle or even how to ride properly off-road, I'm here. And still, I can tell you with utter honesty that I am afraid every single day. But that doesn't bother me at all. In fact, that's how I know that I'm doing the right thing. Back in 2018, I believe it was, when I was finishing my undergraduate degree in political science with an emphasis in international relations at UCLA, through a series of circumstances that perhaps will have to be for another podcast, I believe maybe I mentioned it in The Road to Here, I must have, considering it was a big part of my life, someone helped me realize that basically I was living a lie. I was living a life meant to please everyone else, meant to make everyone else think that my life was perfect without ever actually analyzing it myself, without ever actually holding it up to the light that I care about or holding it up to the values that I care about, ones that come from myself, not from the people around me. And in that process, I was thrown into a deep depression for lack of a direction in my life, for lack of something to do with my time. Think about this. When you have nothing to do, let's say when you don't have internet, your phone's out of battery, you're stuck in the car waiting, whatever it might be, that feeling of of antsy, terror or panic that most of us have, or at least I have, and I'm sure other people do too, to varying degrees, surely some people have more control over themselves than others, that feeling was what every moment of every day felt like as soon as I realized that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Because then, what do you do with your life? What do you do with your days? At that point, I was only tutoring Spanish and studying to finish my degree. So yes, I used my time to study, to continue tutoring, to wash my body, to cook food, to sleep, to do all the things that you need to do every single day, but what do I do with my free time? What do I do with the time that normally people use to further whatever ends that they're chasing in life, their degree, their career, their family, their physical health, whatever it might be? What do you do with your time? And that is when I discovered one of the rules that I have kept in my life for the last four years, which is, if it scares you, if it makes you uncomfortable, If it absolutely terrifies you, then it's probably the right thing to do. I made this rule after realizing that (laughs) everything scared me. Now, granted, I was a master of my own little domain. I knew exactly where the library was. I knew the best studying spot. I knew exactly how to get onto the board of whatever student organization. I knew how to get published in the student whatever. I knew how to write a goddamn good article for my TA, blah, 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 professor. I knew how to go to office hours. I knew how to ask questions in class. I knew how to do all the reading. I knew how to manage my own schedule. I was a master of that small domain, but everything outside of that domain scared me. And therefore, everything was the right thing to do. Ultimately, I decided that I was not going to learn what life had in store for me by sitting in my apartment and waiting for whatever life might bring to my very door to come. Rather, I went out into the world, I was sick to my stomach, day after day, putting myself in situations that really oftentimes were foolish or stupid or a waste of time, but... I never would have known that. I never would have learned from them. I never would have learned that the world does not end when you put yourself in a bad situation and things go badly. Sure, the benefit of all this, the point of all this is I'm saying that to put yourself in uncomfortable situations is the way to find something good, to learn something good, to earn something good, to meet someone good. But at the end of the day, good situations don't always come from those uncomfortable, scary situations. Sometimes just bad comes. But if you're not willing to accept the good and the bad, then you'll never earn the good, and you'll never move past the first bad. For instance, the reason why I was thinking about this topic today, and really why I've been thinking about it for a while, is I have been in Medellin, for Colombia, for a while now. And today, I was at my normal cafe, where I do most of my work on my computer. I was on a phone call, and I was pacing back and forth outside, as I like to do, to get up, to move, and to be outside to have my phone calls, rather than being that annoying person in the coffee shop who's talking very loudly, and laughing, and sounding very important on their phone calls. So... As I talked to the various people I was talking on the phone with, walking around the coffee shop, a beautiful young Colombian woman walked up to the coffee shop, sat down, ordered a drink, and began scrolling through her Instagram all by herself at her table. And I noted in my mind, wow, that woman is beautiful, and then went on with my phone call. And after another half hour, when I finished my phone call, that woman had not been joined by a handsome man. That woman was still alone, still drinking her tea alone, still scrolling through her Instagram and occasionally setting her phone down to just observe the neighborhood alone. And that woman had a beautiful smile, as I had noticed when she smiled at the waiter who took her order. And so my mind immediately thought, you should go up and tell that woman that she has a beautiful smile. I wasn't going to try to marry her. I wasn't gonna try to go on a date with her. I wasn't even gonna ask her her name. I just wanted to tell her that her smile was beautiful because as soon as I got the idea in my head to tell her that her smile was beautiful, my mind came up with six reasons not to go, and before I'd even listed the seventh, I had already decided not to go because it was stupid because it was meaningless because it was foolish because it might have been it might be offensive because it's in another language and I don't understand because other people are going to be listening, whatever it might be, I knew I didn't want to do it, and therefore I knew I had to do it because I don't want to be the person that doesn't take an opportunity out of fear of what might happen, out of fear of how I might feel in that moment, out of fear of how other people might think about me in that moment. In that moment, I knew that I had to make a choice. Was I going to succumb to the very rational, very reasonable thoughts in my head of what does it even matter anyway? That person might not even understand your broken Spanish. That person might reject you as soon as you try to say something flirtatious or sweet like you have a beautiful smile. That person might be deaf. That person might be a man. That person might be a figment of your imagination after a full day of drinking caffeine without eating and staring at your computer screen all day even though you have glasses and they're getting worse and worse with blue light protection but still that doesn't protect your brain from being fried inside out from looking at your computer screen all day. So, will you be the person who gives in to those very reasonable, very rational, very valuable thoughts that immediately come to your mind when you think of doing something risky? Or will you be the person who's willing to make a fool of themselves? Will you be the person who's willing to fall down? Will you be the person who knows that they're going to fall down and that falling down and learning how to stand back up is the only way to make falling down less painful and the only way to discover what lies? Just outside your zone of comfort after a few falls when you've learned that it's not the end of the world and you can push into new areas and not be so incredibly existentially butthurt every single time you get rejected by life. This isn't just a conversation about taking risks with your opposite sexual attraction like women or men. This is also a conversation relevant to when I crashed the motorcycle in the mountains a few weeks ago. For those of you who are following along, you know that I crashed the motorcycle recently and that I injured myself rather badly not terribly at all, but definitely in a way that had me thinking about it for several weeks as I limped along and watched my bruises grow and grow on my thighs. At the end of the day, that was the same situation happening as the situation of wanting to walk up and tell this woman that she had a beautiful smile. I had two choices. I had one destination and two routes. My choice was to take an easy, predictable, safe route, or a difficult, unnecessarily long, unnecessarily unknown and difficult and dangerous, different route. And I knew that I want to be the person who's willing to take risks for the sake of the reward that might come, even if the reward is simply that you learn one more time how to stand back up, rather than the person who succumbs to that voice faster and faster and more and more easily every single time until it doesn't even seem like there is a conversation about which path to take. Rather, of course you're going to take the less frustrating, the less difficult, the less unknown, the less crazy or dangerous route but I don't want to be that person. At least not yet. And so I took the dangerous route. And so I took the unknown route. And that route eventually landed me on my ass with my motorcycle on top of me, bruising me, breaking a lot of different parts of the motorcycle, causing a little bit of PTSD that I'm still working through on riding off-road, making a fool of myself, costing me money, time, health, and risking more for what might have happened than actually what did happen. Yet, I would make the same decision, and I would stand behind the Jeremiah who made that decision today, even in spite of knowing what was going to happen. In the same way, when I walked up and nearly threw up in my mouth, because I'm very out of practice with flirting with stranger women in public, and stuttered through a couple of Spanish words, basically just repeating over and over again that I had seen her smile while I was walking back and forth on the phone, and that I felt that I had to just come up and tell her that she had a beautiful smile, and eventually just stumbled away to my laptop, laughing at myself. In the same way... Before I even walked up to her, before I even interrupted her meaningless Instagram scrolling, I knew what the outcome was going to be. I knew that most likely I would stutter through a few words, she would smile, she would say thank you, and then she would awkwardly look back down at her phone as I didn't know what to say, and I would walk away and say, have a nice day. And yet I still stand behind the Jeremiah who is willing to do the thing that scares him, if not just to show that voice that says, aren't you afraid, that says, don't you want to be comfortable, that says, why would you want to put yourself through that, to show them they're not in control, to show them they cannot dictate what you do and do not do in this life. And so it is that a metric of success, or a rubric by which I analyze decisions that I am trying to make, and yet I don't exactly have much clarity on, is, does it scare you? Are you afraid to do it? And therefore, is that the reason why you're hesitant to do it? To leave an opportunity for reasons other than fear might be wise. To leave an opportunity purely out of fear might be the most foolish thing you've done in your life. Might be the most foolish thing you'll continue to do in your life. Which is ironic because, as it turns out, I am terrified of living my life by fear. And therefore, I try to make decisions that terrify me. So, paradoxically, I should live a life without fear because to live a life under fear is the most terrifying prospect of all to me. Question mark. I am a believer that experience, exposure, and endurance are the things that carry us through the various experiences that we may put ourselves in or life may put us in and bring us out on the other side being better people. And the best way to have more experience, to endure more exposure, and to become a better person on the other end is to make sure you're not giving in to the voice of fear that so often controls our lives. Nice. Love is a baked sweet potato.